Welcome to our podcast, Inspiring Living, with me, Mark Candelaria. I am an architect, blogger, traveler, chef, father, and husband. I'm the founder and now a partner of a fabulous 25-person architecture firm specializing in high-end residential architecture, designing amazing homes across the country. We have hosted tours to Italy, Spain, and now Napa over the last 20 years. And in the course of all this, I have met a lot of interesting people who truly inspire me. Our podcast is about all the opportunities that are right there in front of us to inspiring living. Yes, we will talk about architecture and design, but every week we will venture into all sorts of topics that will inspire you, teach you, and motivate you to inspire living every day. My guests will include a wide gamut of amazing people from those in the design industry to clients to real estate professionals, chefs, artists, sports figures, and philanthropists, and people who just flat out get it. Sit back and enjoy, and let's have some fun exploring all the opportunities that are there just waiting for us. Please subscribe and get ready to be inspired every week. Okay, as my dad says, here we go. Because Inspiring Living is all about the people and the organizations that inspire us, we are excited to have Monogram Appliances as one of our sponsors. Anytime we do a new kitchen or a kitchen remodel, Monogram Appliances are what we recommend to our client. Their appliances are the definition of luxury, meticulously detailed using the finest materials and an ownership experience that is second to none. This is how Monogram is always thinking ahead and inspiring and elevating the kitchen experience. Because at Monogram, they don't just elevate one thing, they elevate everything. Welcome and good morning, everybody. We are in week six of uh, working from home over at Candelary Design, and we're going strong. We're keeping it going. We've been very productive. And uh, <clears throat> so far, so good. I just don't know how long it's going to last. I think we're going to take the stance that... Uh, Whenever they say we can come back, we're going to stretch it out an extra month just to be on the safe side because I personally think there'll be a little bit of a boomerang factor here. I mean, we've got summer in our favor, and I see we got 100-degree temperatures around the corner, so I don't think that can hurt, let's put it that way. But, you know, I think we're going to have some kind of a little backlash here of Mr. Corona coming back maybe this fall. So we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, no one knows for sure. I mean, you can listen to every side of the coin on this thing and uh, I think it all ultimately comes down to you making up your own mind and doing what you think is right and doing what you think is safe and the best uh, for your you know your team and your clients and your family of course so I think we're just gonna have to all uh, do our best communicate and play by ear and uh, <clears throat> you know go forward in a positive way and that's what we're trying to do Meanwhile, our office remodel and expansion are coming close to the finish line. We have a few last little details. We're going to finish our backsplash in the kitchen this week. And uh, I put a nice uh, quick little tour of our remodel and expansion on IGTV video over the weekend. So check that out. Uh, but we're really excited. I mean, we're going to do some fun things once again, once we can get everybody together. We want to do some Friday afternoon happy hours in our uh, GE monogram demonstration kitchen. And so uh, we're hoping we can do that sometime, maybe squeeze one in before uh, the summer gets really hot and then we'll try to pick it up in the fall. Uh, but our plan is to do that every Friday afternoon. And uh, basically the price of admission is a bottle of wine and a uh, or a bottle of booze and come on in, bring in, um, a little, some friends, do some networking. We'll have some great food. And when the food runs out, well, then, you know, that's that's it. I guess we'll just drink what you guys brought in. But the, the idea is just to get people together, have some good times, do a little networking, and, um, 
you know, hopefully get us back to some kind of normal. We'll see. Meanwhile, uh, I want to thank Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine for their feature of our beautiful project up in Silverleaf. Uh, <clears throat> great feature. We made the cover. One of our uh, bathroom shots is on the cover. Fantastic team of uh, John Schultz Development, who did all the construction. Earth and Images, Isabel, Nika, and her team, and their team did the interiors, Berghoff Design. We had Creative Designs and Lighting. And then a whole slew of really fantastic um, subcontractors and uh, artisans and, of course, vendors that helped pull the whole thing together. And it's a beautiful job. Really, really turned out great. Um, speaking of our kitchen, we're going to, once we get that backsplash done, we're going to try to do some pasta making classes live on Instagram. So get ready for that. I'm hoping to uh, do some of those and have some fun with that. So uh, I think my daughters are going to help me put it all together, and um, that should be a lot of fun. We've been getting a lot of requests for pasta, uh, pasta making, and we've been selling our pasta makers like crazy, so keep those up. I really appreciate that, guys. The, the pasta maker, by the way, is available on our website, candelariadesign.com, under, I believe it's under, right at the very bottom of the tabs there, there's a Candelaria collection. Just click on that, and we have a nice uh, COVID-19 special going on right now, so make an order and get on in there and get the pasta maker ready uh, so that you're ready to go uh, live with us on our Instagram class. Speaking of our website, we've done a lot of updates. There's a lot of new projects added. And we have a whole new recipe section that we're constantly adding new recipes to. I get so many requests for our recipes. And so we're putting them up there on the website. And you can just dive right in and, uh, you know, break the mundane uh, food coma that we're all in and uh, mix it up with some fun Candelaria recipes. Speaking of that, Tiffany's been helping me with the blog. We've got some new blogs that we've been posting, and we've got some good ones coming up. And my team is just cranking. They're doing such a great job. Lots of great projects on the boards and under construction. we got projects in North Carolina, Nashville, Albuquerque, California. we got a project brewing in Palm Beach, Florida, and even possibly one in Jamaica. And you know who I'm talking to there, buddy. Thank you so much. So thanks for the listens. Thanks for the reviews. Thanks for the ratings. Please give us the reviews and ratings. They really... They really help us move up the uh, food chain on the um, podcast um, vibe there. So uh, thanks again. Uh, we've got a great podcast today. I've got Tracy Martin, who is a transformational life coach. I mean, talk about an interesting lady and some of the things that are going on. And what I found interesting are some of the comparables of what happens in her field and exactly what happens in architecture and with our clients. There was a lot of parallels, and it, I found it very fascinating. Uh, so give it a listen. You're going to enjoy it. She is just amazing. And I walked away with uh, really being fired up and wanting to get her into our office and maybe do some analysis of how we do things and how we interact. And I just think there's always, you know, there's always room for improvement in everything that we do. So... Uh, I think this lady is pretty remarkable. So stay tuned. We've got that coming up next, and we've got some great podcasts coming up in the next couple of weeks. I've got Anita Lang coming on. i got uh, Pooja Babra, who's one of my clients, and she's big in the medical industry. So I think she'll have some interesting perspective on this whole COVID-19. So thanks a lot. You guys stay very healthy, stay safe, and we love you all.
Today's guest is the multi-talented Tracy Martin, whose accolades include immersive transformational life coach, author, fashion designer, sustainable living strategist, and social entrepreneur. For over 25 years, Tracy has coached hundreds of individuals, teens, and families on their journeys of growth in the area of wellness, careers, parenting, relationships, spirituality, and self. Her approach focuses on guiding, supporting, teaching, and awakening the greatness within each person. Okay, so how perfect is that for my podcast, Inspiring Living? You're made for this, Tracy. This is awesome. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. so. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. That was a great thing to to, to say. I appreciate all those words, right? It's fun to do your purpose out in the world. Yeah, exactly. And we're doing this on a Friday afternoon after uh, this is week five of our isolation for our company. I don't know know how long you've been uh, doing it, but I know... We escape a little bit. Isabel and I had a meeting on a, with a new project this afternoon, so that was encouraging. And so we get out a little bit, but we're we're definitely trying to hunker down and just stay home as much as we possibly can. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm actually considered essential as yeah. a coach. Okay, so there you go. I, That's perfect. Yeah, so I work with um, still with the families I had been. I don't take any new people on right now, and if I do, they're all through Zoom coaching or. Um, you know, FaceTime coaching and that. But yeah, I mean, my big thing is we get out every day. We hike. Um, v- vitamin D for sure. Mental health is so important. And so we encourage, you know, our girls do that as well. And they have maybe one friend they can go hang out with and have lunch with at a picnic out in the park or at a field, you know, um, to make sure that we're, you know, honoring all that. But yeah, the, the mental health part is huge to get out of the house. And even if it's just taking a walk around the block, you have to do it. Yeah, and that's what I've been encouraging my team to do because, you know, like I said, we're all kind of hunkered down working from home. And <clears throat> it does yeah. help to just get out. Like this morning I went and I got up early because I like to try to, you know, beat the crowds. And I went up and hiked the 32nd Street Trail. And it's just so nice, and especially now. I mean, the air is so clean. And I posted a little video this morning. It's just like, it's so beautiful, you know? Well, you know, that's, that's, I think that's something that nobody really, you know, attributed for, you know, because I mean, you know, with the sustainable living stuff that I do, it's the same thing. It's our world's getting a divine reset without the cars on the road, without the pollution, without the, and there's always those beautiful things. I know in California, some of my clients were telling me that they can see clearer than they've ever been able to see before. And, you know, those are the things that I like to focus on. I know there's a lot of other stuff underlying and going on, but there's so much good that's going to come from this as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of lessons that we are all learning, and I think it's real important to all of us to just open our eyes to those lessons because this isn't going to last forever. I mean, obviously we're going to get back to some form of where we were before. I just hope some of, I'm just hoping some of the lessons we're learning are going to be absorbed into what we do and how we practice our lives after this. Well, and I think that's a big thing. One of the things I talk with my clients about is they usually come in and ask me, you know, about what's the new normal going to be. And my response is always, well, you can decide what gets <laughs> to stay and then what you want to leave. You that's know, exactly you can decide right. that you're going to, you're going to walk away from some stuff and let it go because you're going to realize that your life was probably calmer yeah. and was more focused and, you know, leaving all that other stuff. It's like, I would laugh with some of my teens. They're like, yeah, instead of going to a club down in Tempe, we're all meet, we're all hiking the mountain. I go, don't you feel better? Isn't that just, I mean, you know, getting more clarity and, and yep. my 20 somethings that like to go out and party and drink, they're like, wow, I mean, I actually feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how that works, isn't it? Right. 
amazing whenever, unfortunately, we just had to have it forced on us instead yeah. of guys taking, taking the lessons. Well, I think it's always interesting how, how these things get quote-unquote forced on us, but uh, it's, that's a whole other topic, I guess. But I think, it's, yeah. I think it, is, it is really interesting to see what, what, what becomes our new normal. And I, I think you'll agree with me. Our new normal is what we make our new normal to be. It's us. It's not the normal of the of the community or the world. We create our normal. We're we're the authors of our normal. A hundred percent. And and that's one of the beautiful things, you know, with doing what I've done for so long is to be able to realize people help them realize the power that they have to create that. And, right. And so oftentimes you feel like you're out of control. And I said, well, you never had the control in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you can only control your thoughts and how you mindfully respond. And if you, you know, there's three questions I asked my, my teens and my young adults I work with when all this happened, I because they were all texting me and calling me and they're fear-based and, you know, they have anxiety and, and I said, you know, where are you now? I'm sitting on my sofa. Are you safe? Yes, I am. Do you have what you need? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Then, then, you know, put yourself back in that calm center right? and then, then decide how you're going to respond to things. Don't, you know, and then what you consume in the way of media. I mean, right. you know, that's another big thing is to vet that information. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, you can, it doesn't, it, you can go from channel to channel and the world is completely different. I mean, right. It's like, right. what's, no, what's right. real. You're, you're exactly. And that's why, that's why I asked him. I said, what's your reality right here, right now? Yeah. You know, that's all you, that's all you've got because you can go down rabbit holes. You can go down oh. other people's points of views and information. And it's all there, you know, for your, it's like a buffet. Yep. It's all there, but you can decide and pick and choose yep. how your world's going to be. It's exactly and that's right. Up to you. I love yeah. that. So quickly tell us, give us an overview. I gave a quick introduction, but kind of tell us about what it is that you do right now. What's, what, what's going on with Tracy Martin in terms of your profession? Um, you know, I'm super excited. So I've been doing this for about 28 years. Um, I, like I said, fourth generation entrepreneur. I've always, I mean, I was raised in, in such a way that, you know, I didn't even know there was a box you were supposed to stay in. So um, I think that that's an interesting thing when people say, you know, I'm putting my kids in a box. I go, I didn't even know there was a box. My parents were the epitome of grace as parenting. And so um, I was very blessed. And so for me, you know, today in our world of what we're dealing with and what my industry is doing, I'm actually excited for where it's going. Um, I think like in any industry and in, in, including, you know, the ones that you're involved in, you, there's always this curve and this learning curve and this exploitative nature that happens within our industries when they believe there's an opportunity to capitalize. And for me, it just goes back to, I'm doing this by a purpose driven life and a calling that I have been seated for, and I will show up for time and time again. And so for me, I have a bigger vision for this. I think the coaching industry, in my opinion, is cannibalizing itself at this moment. And we really have to take a step back and realize that, you know, you can't be a 25 year old life coach. You can be <laughs> something else. You can be, you know, all these other things, but you know, that's, then you're just a friend on the other end of the phone. Yeah. And, and I think that's something. So with my industry, I'm excited to see that more accountability happen, more um, more people like myself that have had, you know, 25 plus years in this thing right. really understand that, you know, we have an opportunity to shift this stuff and to really create a better conversation for our own industry. And so I'm doing quite a bit of layered work. I, I have my full curriculum. I also have playbooks, which I'm focusing on more right now because i believe that in today's world we have so much information hitting us 
and to actually dive into a 12-week course or whatever it might be, even if it's for personal growth, I think it's a big time commitment. It can be very overwhelming. So I'm basically taking all my playbooks and then we're putting them online to basically be small digestible tidbits, if you will, of information, 40 pages. You can get through it in a couple hours. Um, and it just seems to meet people where they are. It's very niche driven, you know, like right now, one of the big ones that I'm working on is life and transition. Hmm. And so that, that addresses every single thing from my families that are going through so much because they were all of a sudden thrown into being right. a teacher and a parent, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then my young adults who their world changed after coming home from spring break, they never went to school again. Right. And there's no markers in their world. There's no, you know, prom or graduation right. or last day of school. And so, you know, understand that. So I have, a, I have a teen board of um, ambassadors that I work with. And so we're also adapting that to young life during transition and, because the messaging is typically consistent and very cohesive, mm -hmm. but the delivery has to be really important, whether it's a teen demographic or the parent and the adult demographic. And so we work that duality here to where the ultimate goal is to create that common ground. And, and what does that look like in the way of a family or a business or what it might be? Oh, that's so I'm, very super, interesting. I'm super excited about where this is going. Yeah. So do, do you, is your focus primarily on teenagers and, and young people or do you deal with you know people old people like me or is it across the board you know, i have my youngest client is 10 my oldest is 72 okay, and cool. so i I've, i have multi-generations which i love that because i think there's so much wisdom yeah that we need to remember to share from generation to generation but we have to instill the respect in the younger generation the value of that yeah and so for me you know right now i'm focused on i do 15 there's usually 16 to 25 year olds in my teen transformation tours and in my workshops and then i do the adult and parenting part in my adult workshops the transformation tours so i have the duality like i said because it's like someone can be 65 and own a business but you're going to have to hire 20 somethings yeah totally you know how are you going to communicate with them? And then you've got the 20 somethings that are going to have to understand that you are, a, you know, a business owner and deserve a level of respect, but you can't just be a boss. You have to be a leader right? and you have to be a servant leader. And so that's really, that's really kind of why I have that, you know, I'm very blessed to have the holistic approach because yeah. I, I see, you know, I mean, I move in with people across the country for three days. I work with them on every level, and then I'm there for three days, and then I'm out. I work with immersively within homes or businesses because um, you can't hide anything, right. you know. And so oftentimes, especially if you're looking at the, the, the opposite part of coaching, which is the therapy and the counseling part of it, you know, a lot of people that you talk to, they're embarrassed to tell their real truth in, uh, front, of a, a, in, front, in a clinical office. And so for me – you can't hide from me and I can immediately see the communication and the way that the energy is. And so it helps me, I may have a point of entry into a particular family or business or individual, Yeah. but it's a very layered process. And like I said, I'm very lucky to, and very privileged to be able to be, walk into someone's home and be invited in to actually be in service and help, and oh, help that's, the growth. That's right. Well, we have an extra bedroom here and, and given, <laughs> given we've got an 18 year old and, We've had some challenges. Uh, we, That's you, my favorite. You might be living here and enjoying some of my great meals, so we'll see how I'm that all shakes me. out. You just let me know what day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm being pretty serious, so we'll have to talk about that after this. But, absolutely, uh, so, absolutely. So let's go back to the beginning. Uh, where are you from, and, and uh, are you from Arizona originally? or? 
No, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, actually in the um, suburbs. I'm a, I'm a farm girl. Okay, um, cool. Born and raised on a farm, yeah, organic farm. And I was the kid that was, you know, Tracy, go out and pick everything we need for dinner. Yeah. And massive garden, yeah. I was I was a barrel racer with quarter horses. Cool. And, um, yeah, and, and, you know, had, had our own farm and stuff. And, and so I was that, I was that. I was, you know, chucking bales of hay in the summer and, and um, which was an amazing way to grow up, and yeah. so I was very lucky. I was I was athlete all my life. Played soccer for twelve years. Um, you know, done all the good stuff. America. I tried to the American Gladiators a couple times. And <laughs> wow. So yeah. So just I mean, I had a lot of great experience. I competed in bodybuilding years ago, um, and so was I'm very fitness minded. At eighteen years old, I was at spring break in Florida and saw a magazine and thought, okay, this is too cool. I can do this, and so <laughs> jumped in, and and that was probably the beginning of you know, understanding how important that our, you know, our, our wealth, it really comes in the way of our health. Right. And that really was kind of a catalyst. And then, like I said, being raised the way that I was raised and, and, um, just having a home that was very permissive on the way that I wanted to make my choices. Mm. And my parents didn't necessarily, you know, have any bad things. So I, I think so much of it being born in the Midwest and being in that type of a family, I mean, my dad doesn't even know, you know, there was, I told him this years ago, but I was a kid, I was probably six or seven years old, and and I was in the barn with our horses, and I remember, you know, this thing came, I wanted to be a veterinarian, you know, go figure, and so my dad, being the incredible entrepreneur that he is, and the father that he is, he said, okay, he didn't question anything, he went in his wood shop, he makes beautiful wood furniture, hmm. and he went in his wood shop, and he made a sign. And it said T and K, my sister's Kelly, T and K Veterinary Hospital. And he signed it up and he, he hung it up in the corner of the barn. And he goes, now go find some animals that need your help. There you go. And so it was, oh, I was always met with, you know, what if, or go check it out. or right. run it Make it happen. End. Go make it happen. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and you don't realize that lesson, you know, when you're young, but man, I mean, to have that as an imprint as a young child, that's pretty major. I never... I never thought it's not like I can't. It's how can I? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times you don't realize those things till till you are older in life, and you look back and you go, "So that's where that came from." You know, that's right. That's where right. I, that's where I got that seed that eventually yes. became my garden. You know, exactly. And then there's always a harvest. You know, yeah. and that's what people can't wait for, but that's what we have to wait for. Yeah, yeah. And that that's, that's so true. I mean, I and I, you know, the harvest is the end. I mean, yeah, you enjoy the fruits of your labor and all that, but I think what I've what I've learned is just enjoy the gardening process. Enjoy the journey, you know? Yes. <laughs> Get out there and the enjoy the garden. When, once you harvest it, it's gone, you know? Yep. But it's the, it's the growing of it and the, the, the watching it it's develop. The, it, you know, that's the best part of the garden, in my opinion. It's the cultivating of it cultivating, all, Cultivating. Right? That's I mean, the great just, word right there. It's, it just really is. It's, it's, I think that that's something that we – in today's world, because we live in such a fast-paced world, I mean, we can't even wait for our, you know, the satellite to bounce our right. signal back on our, on our iPhones. So it's like, you know, to realize that, you know, one of the things I work with with families is a beautiful word that two words they don't understand is patience and surrender, you know? Yeah. and beautiful. And the patience part of it is just so important, and you can surrender to the process. I know it sounds very cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. And... You know, the growth that comes from that and even in the adversity, even like what we're going through now, I mean, if you can have that intentionality of your conversations with people, there's so much there that we just have to let happen, but yeah. yet we can allow it that it's for us, you know, that totally. it's not against us. And, and that just, I, I love that. I actually have the word surrender tattooed and 
on my arm and it's just like and it's in french and it says ramata a la grace which is surrender to grace and yeah, beautiful it's just it's so important it's so important and i and that word's gotten me through more things than i could even think of yeah well i just think you know this whole thing again i i think it's such an opportunity for us to just slow down a little bit and kind of yes. make a, a you know a reassessment of of what are you what where are you going on this hamster wheel you know, right. where are we such in a hurry to get to that's just virtually spinning around getting us nowhere? And no, you're right. You know, I think people just need to start realizing this is it, guys. This is this. You got one garden to grow. And how are you going to grow it? You know, right. Well, and, I, and the opportunity is here. And then it's and then it's being able to actually see the opportunity. And yeah, and, that, and that's one of the reasons why I've actually, you know, like coaching people through this is, is really fascinating, you know, because you've got like a multitude of percep or perceptions. And yes. when I coach a family, I'm always like, okay, the parents are focused on the economy or focused on, right. you know, what's going to happen in the future. I got to provide for my family. The kids then are dealing with, oh my gosh, my, my high school year is done. I didn't even know it. I can't see my friends. Right. Their you know, perspective. I bought my yeah. I bought my prom dress and can't wear it. Yeah. And, you know, and college, it might be starting, you know? Yeah. And so, it's, it's, but it, to be able to, to kind of bridge those conversations and then to be able to explain to the parents that, you know, there's sometimes you got to take a step back, you yeah. know, and there's a gap in, in that that those kids have to fill, but they can't fill if they don't have the opportunity. And so the dynamic of it all is just fascinating to me. And yeah. even like when I coach business owners, you know, CEOs in that, that are beautifully running their companies, but are train wrecks behind closed doors. And, <laughs> and then you realize that, you know, if you're not addressing yourself from a holistic standpoint, Imagine how much more successful you could be right. in life, depending upon how you define that, of course. But, you know, if you could actually come and, and own where you are and grow who you are, because then you have that sphere of influence. Right. That no, that's so just, true. It, it just it just keeps going. So, so true. I mean, I always see I'm I'm always trying to coach my my team and my my company and, the, you know, just trying to inspire people. I think people right. get so beat up all the time. And it's just like let's let's try to lift things up, focus on some of the good things everybody's doing, and not just the bad things. And I think we get so caught up in trying to fix things and try to make things better, and we do it through focusing on the on the things that aren't being done right. And I think you can create just as much growth by focusing on the things that people are doing well. You know. Well, and that's one of my big things. Whenever somebody hires me, you know, um, it, I, it depends on who it is. If it's a individual, and we're looking at you know their life or right. a relationship. If it's a family, if it's a parent, and I always, and I have parents that come to me, and and I'm always like, you know, here's the thing, I'm not gonna fix, I, I don't fix what you perceive as wrong. I uncover everything that's right. Yeah, that's and, cool. And when we can do that, you know, and the thing, the reason why that's such a such an important uh, mindset is the fact that I don't see your child as your child. I see them as a thriving, incredible individual. Right. And there's a different dynamic there yeah. because a lot of times, especially in like if there's you know, divorced homes or blended homes. Yep. A lot of times whenever, whenever I'm right there, family, I, I get it. Yeah. And so whenever a family is, you know, divorced, typically if one of the parents moves out, they, that's at that age when that child is, that's where they see their child. Yeah. And they forget that they, the kid keeps growing and growing and all of a sudden they're 18, 19 years old. <laughs> and, you know, and it is, it's just, but again, it's just opening the conversation with, with being humble and, and, and a lot of humility and, this is not judgment. This is not anything other than where are we going to go and how are we going to get there? Right. No, that's that's spot on. I love that. So how did you how did you get from? So you mentioned you went down to Florida. How did you get to Arizona? Um, well, no. So so 
I was just down there in spring break. So no, okay. I we I was born and raised in Missouri, stayed there all my life, and then up until I've been in uh, we've been in Arizona for 25 years. So it's funny because. My husband, um, we've been married 26 years, so we were recently married, but before that, we would visit my sister here. She's here. Okay. And she has an incredible um, equine therapy place in Queen Creek, and so we would come and hang out with her, and, and then <laughs> on one of the flights home, my husband is like, he's in construction and building and land development, so he was the guy that was out in all the elements in the, in Missouri. Yep. And he basically said, hey, if I can find a good enough job, can we move? And I'm happy wherever I am, and I can duplicate whatever I need sure. to because my my core is me. So, and I had a I had a big personal training business in St. Louis, and and so I said, yeah, I said I can wrap this up here, and, and I can put together, you know, take, making sure my clients taken care of. And so, well, come to find out, he found a job in a week. <laughs> wow. So when you say so, personal training back in Missouri, was it fitness training or was it life yeah. coaching? It was per so it was it was a combination of both. So okay. I started out. I was a pioneer in the fitness industry back in the late '80s because um, I and I and I got into it um, by way of myself. But then I started working with people. But then I realized this is kind of what put me on my trajectory where I am today. Is that at the end of the day, you can be in a gym, but there's so much more to who you are. Right. And striving for the physical is only a tiny drop of it. And yep. so I would work. I would work with their people's doctors. I was grocery shopping for them. I was meal prepping for them. I was meeting. I mean, I was doing this back in the late '80s before anybody even had a name for it. Huh. And and so I saw the need for you know so much of this, but there really wasn't a quote unquote you know name for it. So you know the personal training or the personal fitness or the wellness was really kind of what stuck. And and then whenever I went back to school for transformational life coaching, I realized you know that this is really has always been what I've been doing. And I, I just have never had a label for it, you right. know, and, and, and the fact that I kind of made it my own, you know, I was, I would always go above and beyond because I always believe in giving more. And so I would, you know, I would pick up my clients, you know, dry cleaning on the way to their house, or I would help them grocery shop to make sure they were getting the right foods and the right, you know, with the right ingredients. And then I would go and meet with one of their doctors and find out that they were getting all their questions answered hmm. with all the information that they wanted. And so I, and it was interesting because it just kind of grew from there and advocating for people as well, especially older generations, you know, sitting with them with their doctor to make sure they get the right information and then right. weeding through that. So yeah, it was very multi-layered and it was very, it was very much a process and, and that was really kind of how it started, you know, from doing this. And then when I, we moved to Arizona, I duplicated it. I actually built my, I had a gym in Scottsdale off the corner of Shea and Scottsdale I built. And, um, and I was in the middle of wanting to do more personal development within there. And then I had my oldest daughter. And so a gentleman came in and wanted to buy the club and we made it, we made a great, you know, a great deal. And I stayed on for a year mm -hmm. and then I stayed home and raised my girls after that for a while. And, um, focused in on, that was the season I was in was, you know, being a stay at home mom. And yep. Did that, but I kept continuing my education and, and things like that and still working with people here and there, but not jumping back in quite a few years ago that I did with both feet. So where do you go to get certification as an integrated, immersive, transformational life coach? Is there a school? So I, I went down to Southwest Institute of Healing Arts is where okay. I have my transformational life coaching certificate through. And, and, and that's, the, that's kind of an interesting thing that you asked me that because that was a big thing for me was – you know, because there's a lot of business coaching schools, there's, and now, unfortunately, you know, I went and um, signed up for a bunch of these newsletters because I was really curious to see the shift in my industry. And 
you know, I was really disappointed because there's, you know, there's, there's certifications out there. Oh, well go ahead in three days, you can get your coaching certification and then you're a coach in a revenue stream. And, and, and like, you're missing the whole point, you yeah. know, this isn't about the revenue stream. This is about literally impacting lives. Right. And, you know, cause those of us that are called for, you know, things like this, you would do it whether you got paid or not, yeah. you know, you just yep. so happen to have to make a living as well. And yep. so and I think that was the big thing for me was um, I wanted to go to that program that understood that it was a very holistic approach. Um, and there's some great other great coaching schools around. And for me, they were too clinical or they were more business um, coaching mm-hmm. or and it, to me, I always came back to the person, you know, behind every CEO, behind every I don't care what you are, teacher, right. student, you know, you are a human being doing life. Yes, and the seed. Yeah. And like I said, I don't care what you're doing. I care about who you are while you're doing it. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. So you've done so how much how much training have you done? I mean, how much schooling or whatever did you have it's to do? Been a, I've had I've had a couple years with um, Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. And then there's two other schools that are coming up right now that I want to look into. I have not done a lot of that because they're really kind of focusing on making the money and um, and, I, and I know you've probably seen like um, a lot of the sales funnels that flows around. They bring you down this funnel of do this, do this. Oh, and by the way, at the end of the day, it's only $97, you know, yeah, and, right. and, and I realize that that's a great tool for a lot of people. It just never sat well with me mm-hmm. um, because I just, I wanted to, here I am, you know, you're paying for my wisdom, my time, my experience and my knowledge. And then we're going to make a great blueprint for you, for your life. It's like what you do when you build something, yep. you know, you, you have this blueprint and then you can have the beautifully laid blueprint, but if life throws a curveball, you got to be able to adapt to it. Right. And, and so oftentimes these courses that are out there are literally just black and white and it's not life. And yeah. so well, it's the I, same thing I, in, in our business. I mean, anyone can go out there and get a drafting software program for, you know, a couple hundred bucks and, and call themselves right. a draftsman and start designing houses. And there's plenty of them out there that do that, you know, but an architect goes to school for five, six years and then, three years of training to get your degree or to get your experience and you got to take a test and then you got to pass all of those. And so it's a big, right. it's a big difference, you know? And, and you learn so much by doing and so oh, much. Yeah. Every house that you build is an education, Absolutely. you know? And that's kind of the way that I look. I mean, I have trained any, I have coached and trained anyone from, you know, the stay at home mom to the, you know, fortune 500 company executive to professional athletes. I mean, I trained, a lot of athletes when I had my gym and then we ended up doing coaching for the family, you know, and a lot of, you know, I have a woman in Dallas at 2,500 employees, you know, and she's at the head of the table. And, you know, so again, it's, it's the adapt. I think the one of the biggest things in my industry that they're not focusing on in the way of teaching someone, which I noticed this was also missing in even my education that I had. Um, but luckily with the other certifications I got, I was able to kind of hone in was, is the, is adaptability, Hmm. you know, because, I have to be able to assess on the fly when I meet someone. And if I'm a good fit, I'm a good fit. If I'm not, I I will tell you I'm not. And and then I have two or three people that I think are incredible. And I will, I will happily introduce you to them because if it's not a good fit for me, it's not going to be for you. Right. Now it's, that's interesting because it's the same thing in our business. I mean, sometimes you just don't, you just don't click with somebody. It's like, okay, do I really want to spend my time with these people and vice versa? It's like, let me get you with somebody else that you might click better with. And Right. And, and it's so funny because I've, I've kind of been called the, the Nanny McVie of coaches. And so <laughs> it's, it's funny because, you know, when you don't want me, I'm all over you and in your face. Oh, and gosh, then, yeah. 
And then whenever you do want me and you don't want me to leave, I got to go. And yeah. that's another thing with the industry that they, it's, they, and I mean, not, I don't want to call it any industries out, but we know they're out there, but they, they create this, this, you know, downline to, and that's how they pay their rent. And for me, I would much rather give you your tools and your skills and grow you and equip you and then watch you fly. And, right. and then I'll move on to somebody else to work with. I truly can't, I truly love seeing people thrive and you don't always need me. Once you've got what you need, go use it. Yeah, that's you know? cool. And, and the industry, most of the industries, I have a client that came to me a couple of years ago. She was in therapy for 17 years. Yeah. And, what and does it, that mean? It just be- well, that becomes basically you're addicted to personal development. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yep. And so, and so for me, I'm like, you really don't need me, you know. And she says, no, I just need some a little bit of. I said, okay. I said, let's work together for a little while, and and then we'll then you're on your own because you know you can't if you don't if you get the skills but you don't use them, you're not growing. Right. You're just becoming and codependent on your therapist. Exactly, and that is part of the systemically broken systems that we have out there yeah, that I truly I've believe that. that are part of the problem. Yeah. And and. That's not what this is about, you know, and that's why I said the industry, you know, where the, I can see the coaching industry, they're going down that path and it, and it, it's just, I won't be a part of it. I can tell you that. Yeah, good for I you. Truly, I love that. No, I truly believe that my goal is to grow you and then get out of your way. Yep. I love that. So tell us about your philosophy of it, where everything is connected and that everything matters and how that reflects in your coaching. You kind of touched on it already a little bit, but I thought that was um, an interesting I, line. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because like I said, when I, when somebody hires me, I have a point of entry. So, so for instance, you know, um, I'll use one of my clients in California. So, you know, um, she's comes from a divorced family, a couple kids and they, she has to travel back and forth from coast to coast. And, you know, she hired me in the initial phase to work with her, um, her whole family of, to, uh, to level up their communication. And so that was my point of entry. But then once I get in there, I'm like, okay, hang on a minute. We've got really unhealthy, you know, things going on here. We've got a lot of miscommunication, a lot of power struggles between parents. And so one of the things that I always do if I'm hired by a blended family, of course, as long as it's a good relationship, I always ask to speak with everyone that has influence within the family. Um, so because if I'm, if we're coaching and the parent and the one parent that where the kids work with, I'm coaching. And then there's another influence. I need to know what that is so we can make sure everything is cohesive. Right. And, and everything, we all know there's like keystone habits, you know, so keystone habits are things that like, for instance, a good fitness program is a keystone habit to implement because it's got ripple effects of growth that you feel better. You're more clear headed, you know, you're, you're healthier, you're, you have more energy. So that's like a keystone habit. And that's a holistic approach to where everything is connected. So if I, if I feel better, I eat better, I start to be more active. My mind is clearer. I can see things better. My, I show up better for my relationships. Then my relationships are better. Then when I go to work, I don't have any drama I'm bringing with me. Right. So that's why, that's one of the things, like, especially if you have employees, you know, I mean, everything that goes on in their backstory comes into your story. Yep. And so that's why I look at the person and healing the healing the person to where whatever environment they're in, they show up at their best. Right. And because otherwise, I mean, we all know there's people that are great, you know, really good um, business people or the head of a household or whatever, but they might be suffering from a drinking problem or they might be suffering from depression or things that nobody really knows. And that's what we want to address because it will it will definitely affect, especially in a younger household, it will definitely affect the imprints on young minds. And 
So it, it's leveling up ourselves as parents. It's leveling up ourselves as, you know, business leaders or whatever we might be in this world or just, you know, who you are as a family member because everything who you are is connected from a level of you're the, you're the true north. You're the main core. Right. And if that's healthy, you can deal with adversity. You can deal with difficult situations because you have a really good point of reference that you're going to relate to how you make your decisions in life. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I noticed that both in my, in my personal life, in my family, and, and in managing my company. I mean, you know, you can get one person in there that is, you know, pardon the pun, De- Debbie Downer, or just you don't know what's going on in their life, but they're bringing that energy to the office and that energy can be like a cancer if you if yes. if you don't watch it. I mean, it can really affect a lot of other people in a in a in a not so good way. And my problem is always, you know, as a leader of my company, and I can see that happening. You know, is that my job to pull them aside and and kind of work help them work through that stuff, or do I hook them up with somebody like you? I always feel so conflicted about what to do because I'm just I'm one of those people that just I just want to help everybody you know right and so I see that I see that and I've done plenty of therapy in my time and and so I see the problem I don't understand maybe where it's coming from but I recognize it and I just want to get in there and help them so badly you know well and, and that's and that's your intention Mark it, it kind of goes back to you know in your house it's like it's like if and this is typical you know if if you say something to your child and I say something to your child they're going to hear me more than they'll hear you and so you also have to understand about the same thing with if you are a born servant leader mm-hmm. and you grow people as well as you grow profits in business and you have those intentional conversations and they will actually get the message from you, that's amazing. And you have to assess the relationship, which means you have to reflect on it. You know, it's like if right. somebody comes into your work and you have a you have a predetermined, you know, perception of this person, but yet they're trying to grow you know, are you able to go into a neutral space and basically say, you know, hey, I'd like to help you, but I'm not attached to your outcome. Right. And if your agenda is I only want to make you better for my business, right. then 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 you're not actually approaching it from a neutral space of growing the person. And that's a that's a very interesting dynamic to be able to do that because and it's difficult. It's very you know, difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. It is because you have to go into it with no attachment and no agenda. Yeah. And 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 that's where it's tough to speak those words. And when you can do that, and that's why I said it always goes back to who you are as a person. You know, when you can do that for the better of the person yeah. without attachment, then they can come back in your organization and have a very grateful heart and show up that way. If there's an agenda to where I'm going to let you grow in areas that benefit me, then then that's not that that's a boss. Right. That's not a servant leader. And that's not someone that's going to grow that triple bottom line, which is people, profits and taking care of, you know, the world around you, your, your planet. Right. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I'm always trying to assess that. That where that line is, you know, because I, yeah. I, I do want to help my team. I want to help my people grow and, and become better people because, like you said, I know that's going to help our organization and our bottom line and all that. And I'm always trying to assess, is that what my priority is or am I really sincere in wanting to help that person? And I think I'm always, I'm always flipping kind of back and forth, you know, as, right. in, in, to be truthful. Uh, yeah. I think first and foremost, though, I want my people to be really happy because I guess I have the philosophy life is short and I want to work with people that are really in, enjoying what they're doing and enjoying their life, you know? Exactly. And, and that's and that's something that you, you know, having that awareness about yourself, 
is, is where you where you then would make the best decision. I mean, I have, like, you know, like I said, I have businesses that bring me in just to do, you know, a couple of days of coaching a month or whatever, or have me on staff for 30 days and anyone can make an appointment or, and, and what they do is, is that then it kind of gives that person the ability to, to be vulnerable in a space, but not necessarily right. with the person that they work for. Right. And, yeah. and so the messenger is equally as important as how the message is delivered. And so that it's, it really comes back to, you know, you as a, as a business owner and a leader and how, how it works for you. And, and I love the awareness because so oftentimes, you know, somebody says, well, I'll just take care of this or take care of that. And it's not working. My culture and my company is off. This isn't working. I said, well, who's at the head of the table? Right. You know, you have to, and, and this is, this is by no means a judgment of any, of anything. This is literally how can I make this, you know, completely the best for everyone? Because at the end of the day, then everyone wins. And that's an extremely abundant mindset. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what I'm trying to always do is just like, <clears throat> what's the, what's the best, what's the collective good here? Where can I, where can I bring the whole team up to something that's much more positive for all of us, you know? Right. And it's so, I mean, I love it. And it's what, what's been fun is we just hired back a person that, um, Joint, used to be in our firm, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago and just went on his own and then worked for other firms and then just came back. And it's really kind of fun. I haven't had a chance to get a total download yet, but just in a couple staff meetings, just to get his perspective of where we were and where we are now and his, you know, just after being in several staff meetings, he's like, wow, you guys are amazing what you do and how you do things and the positivity and all these things. I and I love watching the other people in my office's face. And they're like, what's he talking about? It's like, well, yeah. it's because you guys live it every day. You don't see it, you know. But he's he's been on the other side of the fence and he's seen what, what it's like out there. And you guys just don't realize what you've got here, you know. Well, see, and that's so that's so beautiful, Mark. Because if you if you liken that that type of situation, this is the tough part, is is that you know nobody wants to lose an employee, nobody wants someone to go and and do the. I mean, and I always tell my kids that even my own personal kids, but kids I coach and young adults, is that I'm like the best thing you can do is when school is over is get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, I said because you you grow, you are self sufficient you figure things out and the best thing that a parent can do is make sure you're equipped to do that. And, yeah. and, and whenever you do that, then when you come back, your entire perception has changed sure. and you can always tell the people that don't leave a small town or that don't necessarily oh, yeah. grow. And then you go back for like your class reunion and you feel like you fell into a time warp. Oh, you totally. Know? They're still sitting in the and same it, chair in the same bar. Yeah. And it's like, well, dude, you exactly. haven't left in 40 years. You know, I, I know, just, I know. I just went to my and, 40th reunion. I was it last year, or the year before, and it was just—it's exactly what you just said. And I grew up in a small town in Durango, Colorado, and you know, it's just—I—I I, I couldn't wait to leave. I mean, I love Durango; it's beautiful, but I was out of there when I was 17. And I was gone. You know? Yeah, yeah. And see, that's the thing is—is is today's world. You know, we—we we don't realize that. You know, I mean, when our kids get to that age, or even employees that we have, or somebody, and there's a little bit of friction. It's there for a reason, and we have to we have to be in such a good space ourselves as community leaders, as parents, as business owners to know that sometimes the best thing you can do is get out of the way. Yeah, that's true. And and, and otherwise, we for, it's like the same thing with a relationship. You know, we, there's so many relationships who are trying to force it to work, and and it's like, but you don't understand. I mean, I work with some kids that I dearly love, and, and somebody asked me one day, they go, what's the worst part of your job? And I said, you know, I go, a couple things. I said, for <laughs> me to want a better life for you more than you want it, 
I said, that's right. difficult. Yep. I said, and then for me, whenever I like, especially like my families that I get so attached, I said to see them so, to just walk away. I yeah. said, because I, it, but yet I always have the mindset of it's a gift to walk away because now you guys got this. Yep. And I go, but it's tough too, but it's fun when I see them a year or two later, or they'll touch base after a year, or six months and just say, Hey, we're going through some more transition. You know, we've got yeah. this happening or that happening, you know, and, and it's just so fun to see that growth. And when you try and that's why I said why I use the example of the, the the client that was in therapy for 17 years is that, you know, she never actually got to use that growth because she was always going back to that same environment. Right. And and the environment is is literally what shifts and changes people and gives them that invitation. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear you talk because it's so much it's so similar to what, what we experience. So, I mean, we work in these houses sometimes three, four, five. I've, I've had houses I worked on for 12 years, you know. Wow. So in a sense, and I say this all the time jokingly, in a sense, we're therapists. I mean, there are some oh, jobs yeah, where are. I'm convinced I'm more of a therapist than I am an architect. <laughs> and I, and well, it's I, like a hairstylist. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, you have no idea. But it is, it's hard for, and clients don't realize this, but their houses, you know, we, we get it's their house. But in a big part, it's a, it's part of our life and our time. And, you know, there's houses I've spent hundreds of probably not thousands of hours on. And yeah. it's, it's part of my life. You know, if I add up yeah. those hours and look at it as a proportion of how, of how many hours I've lived in this life, well, I, I spent a good portion of it working on your house, you know? Right. And right. so it kind of becomes your baby and it, it's, it is hard to walk away. And then, like you said, you know, you might come back three years later and they want to add something to the, you know, another garage or a playroom and you, you relive all those memories and you're like, oh my yeah. gosh. And it's, it's like what you said. It's fun to see how they've grown and how the house has changed their life and how the kids have gone from three to 15. And it's just, yes. it's, it's the most amazing thing, you know. It's, a, it's truly a privilege. And I, I say that all the time. It's, I mean, when somebody, you know, hires me, I don't care who they are or what they do. It is truly a privilege yeah. to walk in that vulnerable space and to be willing to show up and, and take that on. And, and then to know, you know, that you actually can walk away and, and you've served in such a way with, right. you, with who you are and your gifts and your talents and you've grown somebody. And you, yeah. like you said, you built this home. That's their, that, that is their sanctuary. Oh yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a rewarding thing. And, and it goes back to what you said earlier you know, if I did this for the money, there's no way in hell I would work on someone's house for 12 years. I mean, I just no. say, screw you, go find someone else to be your therapist or whatever. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. And so, you know, the thing that I've kind of done is I do it because I love it. And I love the people that I work for and work with. And the money takes care of itself. It's just a miracle sometimes. Always. You know, Always. and we'll screw something up and I'll say, OK, we got, we got to replace this window. Let's just buy him a new window. It's not worth sitting here fighting over it for six months. And people go, well, that's going to cost you five thousand dollars. Yeah, I know. It's gonna I could run an ad in, yeah. the, in the stupid magazine for five thousand dollars and no one's even going to call me. So what's smarter? You know, exactly. And so it, and, and that's really what our world's missing. We're, we're, we're missing that 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 intentionality of the human part of what we do. Right. You know, the be I, I had a, a young man I was um, coaching in the. Um, he's getting into the fi financial industry, and, and he's wanting to, you know, kind of make his mark. And we started. I started asking him what his assets were, and he's like, you know, assets. I go, yeah. I go, who are you? How are you going to be different? You know, right. how can you add value right. to 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 someone that isn't just you know a, a black and white appointment? And, right. 
And that's really where I believe that so much of the human connection part, you, you cannot fake that, no. you know, and, and that's why I said with being in the coaching industry for so many years, you know, and there's some great ones out there and, you know, they've developed that and it, it didn't come in a course. They right. might've gotten their certificates like I did and gone through their education and that, but to really be able to walk into someone's home and to make a difference yeah, and to actually huge. be a be a value. It is. And, but it's a privilege. It's, it's never escapes me, yeah. you know, whenever I work with someone and, and it, it never escapes me. Yeah, and so I beautiful. know that. I love that. And I think, and I think that's what every business, you know, when you have that opportunity to show up that way, it's just another added layer. Right. It's exactly right. So what, what tends to be some of the most prevalent issues your students seek your coaching for that you see in teens and, and um, just in, clients in, in general? Yeah, you know, it, it, a big one is communication. Um, you know, that's a huge one is because we, in today's world, we communicate through devices. And I always tell people, if you're communicating through text, you're miscommunicating. Oh um, that's why we that's why we have emojis. Yeah, and I tell you, <laughs> um, the miscommunication, and I tell my staff this all the time, because, you know, you, you can do 30 texts, and it'll be misinterpreted 27 out of those 30 texts just because you're right. missing the tone, you're missing the body language, you're missing yep. so many things. And I say, no, just pick up the goddamn phone and call them, you know. Right. We had a good example this right. week, and I didn't even have to tell her. She, she figured it out on her own, and she says, she says man, I'm so glad I called her because I, I solved it in two seconds. I said, see, you know. Yeah, and, and but we have a whole gener – even generation um, – the millennials and generation Z, you know, even that they, they all have like, like we grew up with, you know, a phone still connected to a cord, you right, know? And, right. and so these kids grew up with a smartphone in their hand. And so it's it, on so many ways it's disabled, but yet we have generations under one roof. And so what, what you might perceive as disrespectful, it's just normal for your child. <laughs> How they say and, it. Yeah, exactly. And so I always tell people, I go, it is much easier to raise healthy kids than repair adults. Yeah. And, and I said, so if we can, if we can bridge those gaps and, and make sure that we're communicating properly, like for instance, I, I had a, I had an 18 year old who couldn't wait to go to college. She was so super excited. Her client, amazing girl. Her parents were also my clients. I coached them too. And, and she was like, you know, I can't wait to go. I've got this amazing opportunity. This is going to be so amazing. And then the mom was like, well, oh my God, it's like my house when you can't wait to get out of here. Well, oh my God. <laughs> And, and so she was taking it in defense and the daughter was taking it in excitement. Yep. So I sat, on, I sat on both down. I go, here's your point of reference. Here's your perspective. I said, your daughter, I said, I, I said, the mom is, is hurt because her daughter's leaving her and right. she wants time with her. I go, the, the daughter can't wait to spread her rings. And I looked at the mom. I said, let me reframe this for you. I said, do you realize you've given her a launching pad yeah. to where she feels safe enough to do this? I go, that's incredible. And the mom, and she started tearing up and I said, a lot of it is just, and I have a, in my curriculum, I have the 12 pillars of sustainable living. And one of them is the art of reframing and realizing that your daughter is not doing this to you. Right. She's growing for herself. And a lot of times we, we have, we parent or we have relationships and our point of reference is our past rather than their future. Right. And yep. that, exactly and, and right. that, and and in that we have fear, you know, and yep. so being able to, to reframe that. So the communication is a big thing I see with families and, and businesses with, with employees is how are we communicating? How can we level that up? And then putting in those boundaries, you know, that, like you said, you know, there's, there's a certain time and a place for a quick text. Right. Otherwise I want you to pick up the phone and right. this is our company's policy. And, and I think that we went through that with, you know, you couldn't even get a human being on the phone for years, you know, <laughs> everything was automated, which yeah. is, which I understand. I understand being able to do that just for ease, 
but you lose so much uh, within that. And that's why I said, you know, earlier about the human connection, but it's a combination of communication. It's a combination of unhealed childhood trauma that is coming up for people that a lot of people think that there's blame to be placed. And I'm not talking about a predatory situation. I'm talking about an experience that maybe your child had that you knew nothing about or, you know, or an experience that they weren't necessarily equipped for. And then when we don't address that, because a lot of times when someone hires me, um, that they, they think that I oftentimes, I shouldn't say a lot of times, it's oftentimes, um, very, very much, most of the time, um, when we sit down, we realize there's things that you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and so once we can have those really transparent conversations, then we can decide how we're going to address this. And that's why I said earlier, there's always a point of entry. You know, another thing, a lot of times too, I work with brands that, that are trying, you know, growing the brand director, the person behind the brand, you know, why are you doing this? Who is this? Are you doing this to just strictly, you know, make money? Are you doing this because the next person's doing this right. or is this truly authentic for you? Interesting. You know, I've been, in, I was in fashion for years and, 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 you know, coached a lot of brands. And so a lot of that was along the same lines of, you know, if you're going to do something, you know, you might as well make it count. Right. And, and, and you might as well give a damn about it. And, and, and the fact that, you know, you can be the next tech person, but that person that's coming up with that is authentically there, who they are. And you have to figure that out for yourself. And by all means, throw a bunch of stuff at the wall. <laughs> figure stuff out. You know, I well, mean, there's... we live... There's so much to all of this stuff. I mean, it, I mean, yeah. it's it's so complicated when you when you just think sometimes about having a dialogue or a conversation with someone. It's like what you said. You just don't realize the the baggage or the emotions or the feelings that that person is bringing to the conversation that you don't even understand. You don't even have you don't no. even an awareness of, and their reaction to what you're saying could be from a lot of things in the past that you just have no control over. You well, know? It, could be, it could be triggers, and that's why triggers, instead yeah. of like, I mean. Instead of like the self-development that I always go after what I call personal mastery. And it's really knowing this about your, knowing yourself in and out and being honest and truthful with yourself. Right. I mean, I sat with a group, I, I um, spoke to about 200 moms back in January and, and it was interesting because, you know, when I got off stage, there was like 15, 17 moms waiting there to talk to me. And, and so much of it was, you know, and I, I, I love these, I love when this happened because people are going okay, that was me. I was that person yep. making that mistake. And I'm like, that's all you need for an open doorway. Yep. You know, because, and, and I always say to I always say to people, you know, my kids are my biggest teachers. <laughs> Even if I go kicking and screaming, they're my biggest, they're my biggest teachers. Yep. And, and, and then I sometimes, they know how you know, to hit the nerve. That's for sure. But, but they, but they know how to hit the nerve because we allow them to hit it. <laughs> and so, so, and true. so that's, but, and, and that's, and that's the truth though. And yeah, that's, that's why truth. I said it, you know, that there's always that, they always give you that opportunity, that permission to reflect on that. And, yeah. and so, you know, there's, it's such a layered process, but when we can get in with the point of entry, then I can adopt, you know, what we're doing. And so communication is huge. Um, another big thing is, is also, you know, structure of your home, mm-hmm. you know, structure of your company. What are your boundaries? What are your expectations? Um, I do what's what I call define and align sessions with people because, if you've never defined your expectations, there's no way in hell someone can align with them. Yeah, and that makes then, sense. Th- then you get upset because things aren't being done that way, and then you've got resentment. Right. And and then and then another thing is, you know, a lot of it with with um with people is understanding, you know, defining what it means to be an integrity person. What is your character? What are your values, your beliefs, and your morals? Right. And 
and that's a huge conversation with within families. You know, I always have families when I when I go through the curriculum with them, and then before I'm finished, I always ask them, come up with a family mission statement. Yeah. What do you guys stand for? Right. You know, who are who are you? You know, yeah. because so oftentimes our identity is is so much in question that we don't know who we are now or who we are becoming. Yeah, and exactly. And that's why I tell my I tell my younger younger generations I'm like you know you guys you're you're not even close to who you are going to be so you're becoming you're being seated so if you don't know what you want to do with your life it's okay right you know it's okay you you can figure this out you can ask yourself really powerful questions you can you know try different things on and and it's no different than trying to find your style or like when you do you design a home it fits sure. a person yeah no, that's and, what I, and, you know that I try to tell my kids and even my employees it's like you know, figure out, figure out, do what you do for your clients. You create a, a plan and then you kind of work the plan, you know, and it turns into a house. And it's like, write down what you want to become, write down who you want to become, write down where you want to go, and then just start creating the steps to get there. And you'll get there, you know. But if you right. just kind of just kind of randomly wake up every day and go, I wonder where I'm going to wander off today. Well, you're just going to wander, you know, forever. Right. And, and having that realizing that you can live from design, not by default. And it, right. it's so funny because when I, when I, when I, um, when I was living in St. Louis, I was getting ready to go to college. Um, uh, and it was funny. You had to like declare what you wanted to do. And I laughed so hard at this. I found some old notes and it was, I wanted to go in mass communications. Well, I'm in it. It yep. just doesn't look just like I thought it was different look. route. Yeah. That's what I, I, I say that one all the time too. It's like, you can lay down that plan and, You'll get there, but you're not going to get there in any way you dreamed, and it's going to be totally no. different. But you look back and you go, "I did get there. It's just, it's just <laughs> totally different than I thought." You know. My husband, we laugh all the time. I'm, I'll speak in front of you know groups of people, and I'm like, "It's mass communication. It just didn't look like I thought it was going to look like." That's so funny. That's so good. So, in 2017, you developed a coaching curriculum titled "The Transformation Declaration," which is involved yeah. into your seminar called "The Transformation Tour." Tell us all about that. So, so the, the curriculum is about a hundred page workbook and, um, and it's, and I have a video presentation that goes with it. I do these events. My, my next teen one is September. My next adult one is November. And what I do is we break this book down visually throughout the day. I bring in, um, speakers that might coincide with different parts of the book. So the workbook is really identifying 12 pillars of sustainable living, which is, which is what, which is kind of how you live your life from. So it's kind of like a prescription, if you will. Very um, cool. But the good thing is, is that I, I might've written the content, but you guys put in the important part. And yeah. so, and I'm just, it's just a guideline, you know, it, yeah. it would be like you saying, okay, this is the space that you have for your floor. Now you pick out the floor. Right. It's the same type same of thing. thing. So we've yep. got like, you know, like, like, I mean, one of the pillars is pillar two is the paradigm of self-worth. You know, so many times we struggle with what is our self-worth and how is it defined? And so we break that down. There's 12 different pillars. There's, you know, like art of reframing different pillars, but throughout the book, there's a lot of really great information. We touch upon, you know, the effects of social media today, you know, that it's your personal brand and right. what do you want to say about you? And then we talk about like the like relational flow, which is when you're in that space of purpose, you things just work for you. You're in that flow and, and identifying that. It talks about, you know, being able to actually identify who you're becoming by based upon your answers. And then there's a declaration in there that you sign. Hmm, and the declaration talks about I declare these specific things over my life. And and then you sign it, you have a witness sign it. 
And then it goes down to I have the Constitution of Declar uh, or the Declaration. I'm sorry, the Constitution of Transformation in there, yep. which really kind of breaks down, you know, the fact that nobody owes you anything. This is this is all going to fall back on you yep. and who who you are. And and we and we have to remember that when we're leaders or we're you know heads of families that you know you can't by by giving people things you take so much away. Right. And even though the intention might be to do something really really good. They have to have that, you know, that that reasoning and that determination. And so there's a invitation at the beginning of it that talks about it just asks for you to accept this invitation to show up for yourself. Nice. And then it goes it goes through all the foundation of identifying the areas of growth, you know, well-being or spiritual or physical, financial, you know, mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. And then it goes on to who you are as a person, asks a lot of tough questions about, you know, really reflecting back on inference or habits that you can identify about yourself that you wish to that you wish to shift. Yeah. And then also inference or habits that are really good that you want to bring forward. And and then there's, you know, there's daily things. It, it's not the thing about I love about why I did this. And literally, it's so funny, Mark. It I sounds awesome. I've been waiting to do my curriculum for so many years. And I literally and I'm not kidding you. I would not do my my big events until I had my curriculum because I wanted to be I wanted them to be so valuable and tangible tools take away that I didn't want to be another raw raw cheerleading event. Not right. that there's anything wrong with that. It's yep. just not me. Yeah. And so I'm like, nope. I need people are going to get in the room and you're going to get some work done. Yep. And got to do the work, baby. So you do. And so I ended up writing the curriculum, believe it or not, in four hours. And I was like, that was a complete divine download. Huh. And then I went back and edited it and changed it, you know, and put the con put the declaration in there, put the invitation in there, put the constitution of transformation in there. And then the thing that's so fun about it is, is you can do this whole workbook and 12 months from now you can do it again and it'll look completely different. Oh, interesting. That's and cool. That's, that's, that's a tangible tool on growth. And that's really what I felt like I needed to be able to bring to the table. And then I have the, the, the eight playbooks, which are like, Healthy boundaries, you know, non toxic world, courageous parenting, communication playbook, age, um, well being is ageless, and those are really neat niche um, playbooks that we can get through really quickly, and um, and it really just kind of it really kind of meets people where they are. It's not complicated. Huh. It's not a it's not a course that is like a school course. It literally is growing people and creating an environment for growth. Interesting. I, I, this whole thing is amazing. I mean, I guarantee you that Isabel and I, and I, what, what I've been thinking about was I've been listening to the podcast, is uh, I would love to have you sit in. You know, I know we talked about you moving into the extra bedroom we have right here at the house, but I would also love to have you maybe sit in some of our meetings and staff meetings at the firm and maybe do some type of assessment of how we are relating and, you know, just have that perspective, I think would be really interesting. I don't know if you do stuff like that. Maybe that's, that is part of what you no, do. Absolutely. I do. There's times where I come in and just, and just do what I call discovery sessions. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's coming in and, and discovering, you know, where I could be of service or if you guys have a specific, um, a specific thing that you want to work on, then I focus on that. Cool. Um, and then just having that outside viewpoint, which yeah. is so important and then being able to kind of, realize that there are there are every single person in your organization or in any organization including in your family there there's all that specific role and and determining roles is really important because then that goes back to our identity and 
the only time we really, not the only time, but one of the biggest times when we struggle as human beings is when our identity is, is in question. Right. And, and so, and that's kind of what we're doing right now, right out in the world. Our identity of a country is we're, we're in, we're in crisis. And so there's a lot of uneasiness and, and it's, but even that's at a big level, but when you take it all the way down to your dinner table, you know, it matters, it matters there too. And that's why I say it's such a holistic approach and to have that wide awake opening of, you know, this is what we can do. Don't get overwhelmed, pick a point of, pick a point of entry and do the work because there will be ripple effects and, and you will implement the keystone habits that will create your environment shift yep. even without you necessarily focusing so intently on it. Yeah, well, I always love how people, you know, will will spend more time and money uh, making sure their cars are running good and won't put yep. the same level of, of time and effort into themselves. And you know that. Oh, I, it's so true. Right, and then for what you get, I mean, just the just a little bit of work on yourself and your values and your goals and and your you know your means of communication and all these things. I mean, they have such huge paybacks for you. And I and I you know I I encourage anyone to do some of these type of programs that you're talking about or therapy. I mean, they're they're you will learn so much about yourself that again oh, it's, it's you amazing. can't see it's yourself amazing. in the mirror. I mean, you need someone no. that can look at you from the outside. And give you a real assessment of, of what you're doing right yep. and what you're not and what I you think can improve we're on. See a lot, I think we're going to see a lot of that with what's going on right now because I can tell you right now with just in the last month of dealing with this is yeah I've poked I have poked so many holes in people's coping skills and life skills. Interesting. And, you know, and I tell them I always sit down. I go the number one coaching tool that I can give you the number one tool that you can carry with you forever is a mirror huh. and yeah, being able go. to look at your look at yourself honestly and openly and and to realize that, you know, that you have that ability to shift and change that, but it takes owning your own shit and being accountable yep. and being, and being held down. That's not that easy. It, no, it's not. It's like, even with my kids, it's funny. Like I have, I have one playbook that says well-being is ageless and, and they fight me on like the Red Bulls and this kind of stuff and that kind of stuff. And so when we have like 85 teens in a room, I always tell them, I say, okay, I go, y'all love your freedom. You love your car, Right. I said, if I gave you a car at your 16th, your 16th birthday and said, this car has to last you the rest of your life, right. that means it gets you to work, to your friends, to call all over. I go, you're going to take really good care of it. Right. I go, but yet you put trash in your body every single day. I know. How it's, does that make sense? doesn't make sense. I, I totally agree <laughs> with you. So you've got a couple websites. Tell us about your two websites. So the, the one, well, the, the one is uh, called officially Tracy Martin, and it's T R A C E Y Martin dot com. Which is beautiful, by the way. Yeah. I was looking at it; it's it's gorgeous. I I encourage everyone to go there. You got recipes. You got all kinds of cool stuff on there. All kinds of fun stuff, yeah. And then also, and then the sustainable in stilettos one is that's all about the book. Um, so the book that I wrote a, a year ago was, or two years ago, was called Sustainable in Stilettos. And the premise is, you know, within the fashion industry and the world and the environment and the awakening of how we are in this world. But it, the book ends with really a call to action, which is for each one of us. And, and it doesn't call people out. It calls you to action to show up in your own life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how, how do you make your choices? You know, how, what materials do you buy? What food do you eat? Who do you hang around with? What's your sphere of influence? What kind of information do you consume and music you listen to? And just actually really reaching for higher ground in right. all aspects of your life. That's beautiful. I love it. No, this Thank is you. this is fantastic. I, I'm so glad I'm so glad you kept after me to get you on here. And I, I know we've <laughs> I think we've only met one one or two times. I know we met at the Henry yes. one morning. We bumped into yep. each other. Uh, but you are an amazing lady and Thank you. I am just so 
I'm just so impressed with, like I said, your website and what I've just learned today talking to you and what you're doing, your energy. I can hear it in your voice and I can feel it in your spirit. And uh, I, I hope you are willing to come back. and Because we, we barely scratched the surface. I gave you these questions, and I, I have about four or five more I want to go down with you sometime. So uh, hopefully we can get you back on here again. I, I, w I would be completely honored, Mark, anytime. That's great. Well, thank you so much. We'll add all the uh, links and your websites and all that to the um, story notes at the bottom of the podcast. And uh, Hang in there. Keep going. Keep keep inspiring. I mean, you you're the epitome of uh, of inspiring living in, in my book. So thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and you can catch me on Instagram. That's like real life stuff too. I love that, it. That's like real life and real in real time. So I appreciate. It. I love what you're doing and the opportunity to share everything is is my privilege. Thank you so much. Hang in there and stay safe, my friend. Thanks, Mark. You as well. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. I want to say a big thank you to my good friends at Stockett Tile and Granite Company, where your project is our priority. The Stockett team, along with so many others, are coming really close to the finish line in our demonstration kitchen and our new expansion of our candelaria design offices. I've had the pleasure of working with the Stockett team for nearly 40 years on some amazing projects, and trust me, they are the epitome of excellence when it comes to tile, marble, and granite work, bar none. Their skill and customer service is impeccable, and the bottom line is, they are just good people. I have traveled with, dined with, and just had good times both personally and professionally with Dave Stockett and his lovely wife, Becky, and they are the best. When it comes to your next kitchen, make sure Stockett Tile and Granite is part of your team. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We encourage you to write a review, screenshot it, and share it with your friends. Please instant message it to me and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We thank you for listening, and we look forward to sharing more insights to Inspiring Living next week.